We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling great You're not my fan You can't relate Straight talk going safe It's not safe Before you cross me Look both ways Leaving the scene With no trace Not in my lead You out of place I'm not at the top I'm out of space Can't eat with us We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling great You're not my fan You can't relate Straight talk going State to state What's going on guys? It's your host, your boy, George Bukai. I'm back. We're dropping this one specially early. We're dropping this on a Tuesday instead of a Wednesday, but there's a reason why. I'm back here with my guest. You already saw him on the screen right there. The one and only Alessandro Del Bruno. And the reason why we are dropping this early is because he's got probably the biggest match of his life, his career, if you will, his dream match happening four days after the release. So please help me welcome back to Straight Talk Wrestling for the third time, not the last time, the one and only Alessandro Del Bruno. How are you, sir? Very good. Thank you for having me back for this, uh, I guess, special occasion per se. But I'm glad to be back on the show for sure. Absolutely, good to see you, man. Uh, always glad to see you, brother. You know what? It's great. It's great to have caught up with you a little bit at Destiny, and then to see you at uh, Greek Town was great. Yeah, a couple of barn burners, man. Like every match you put on is just so damn entertaining. And it's, it's the spots you do, but it's also the spots that are given, spots that are taken. Like, these matches are always revved up. And I got to say, like, I've noticed that depending on who you're in the ring with, especially if it's someone that you know really well, you kind of, you kick it up a little bit, eh? There's a little extra oomph when you do, like, the, the kicks and when you do the, uh, you know, the, uh, the knees. There's that little extra oomph. And it's almost like, it's almost like it's done on purpose. It, I, I've asked this question before, but I, I think you always give a better answer, an updated answer every time. When you're in the ring with your friend, you're not intentionally trying to hurt him, but you do want to make sure he's aware that you're there, right? Yeah, sure. For sure. And I think there's that camaraderie where, you know, two friends want to always try to steal the show. Um, so we know exactly what we're doing in there and, you know, putting an extra, putting a little extra sauce on it per se is uh is the way to go for sure <laughs> i like that put a little put not a little the pasta sauce, sauce. Yeah, not, the, not pasta the pasta sauce. sauce just a little extra sauce just got to get it in there yeah. or like the americans say like exactly. gravy like does that bother you yeah. being like a full-blooded italian and they say gravy instead of sugo they say gravy yeah, because that? yeah because regular gravy like i'm not a big fan of so i think it's a little disrespectful <laughs> i'm not gonna lie Whenever I watch like Sopranos with my wife and stuff and they go, oh, where's the gravy? And I go, why do they always ask for gravy in the show? Like they must love poutines. And she goes, no, that's what they call tomato sauce. I go, what the fuck's the point of that? Just call it, just call it sugo. Sugo. What's wrong with that? I don't get it. I know. It sounds way better and more Italian. Like yeah. what's going on here, guys? Yeah. It's like, it's like the Godfather, right? The scene where Clemenza is teaching Michael how to cook for 30 guys. You put in your sausage and your meatballs and your peppers into the sugo. He doesn't say you pour it all in the gravy. Get the fuck out of here, gravy. What is this? Yeah, just, happening? We just ruined the whole thing. Exactly. Oh, my God. I could just see, like, Francis Ford Coppola walking up to the actor if he said it and been like, it's fucking yeah. sugo, yeah. you stupid. <laughs> all my life living on this earth, I've never heard anyone in my family use the term gravy, and I'm proud of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? When I do come over yeah. to the Del Bruno house for uh, for Sunday dinner one day, I'm going to say to your mom, I'm going to be like, Mama Del Bruno, pass me the gravy. And she's going to be like, get out of my house. Get the fuck out of my house. Leave right now. <laughs> 100%. 100%. So speaking of family, yeah. speaking of, you know, mama, grandma now, uh, you and your wife welcome your beautiful baby boy into the world. Congratulations on that. I know the last time we spoke, it was 
I don't think you had announced it yet, but you had told me off camera, which is very exciting. I waited for the announcement, said my congratulations. But you don't look like a man who has the bags under his eyes. You're seven months in, so it doesn't look so bad. But I know for being a new dad, I know for being a new dad a couple times now that the uh, the three month eye drops they, it's a it's a lot, eh? It's a real thing. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I had some uh, someone off camera touch up my makeup here, but <laughs> it's uh, no, I'm kidding. It's no, it's definitely real. Um, you know, every kid's a little bit different, um, and not to say he's easy uh, by any means, but it, it is definitely what people say it is with a lot of late nights and a lot of uh, a lot of early mornings for sure. But it's you know how it is. It's well worth it. Oh, it is 100%. Until they get to like the age of the mini host where uh, they're talking back more frequently and that becomes a problem, Alessandro. That becomes a problem. Sure, sure. Because they they always seem to have the answer. And even though I didn't ask a question, they seem to have the answer. And that keeps you on your toes. It does. It absolutely does. It keeps me on my toes. It's what, it also is what causes this. I mean, you don't have to worry about it so much. You've got a nice thick full head of hair. But I, on the other hand, which is why I wear hats as often as I possibly can, because I know it's thinning and it is what it is. It's okay. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So no, right I can't now, wait till he starts talking. Oh, I dude. Yeah. Wait. You know what? You say that now. I was so I was like, I can't wait till the girls start talking. I'm going to make them watch comic book movies. I'm going to introduce them into wrestling. It's going to be amazing. And then they start talking and it's like, sometimes you're like, oh my God, I just wish for the quiet again. I wish for the babbling. I wish for the quiet again. You do. You really, bro, I'm just, I'm giving you, like, I'm giving you an education of what to expect. Preparing me, for sure. I'm ready. I'm ready. Perfect. Perfect. So he's seven months old now. So he's probably, we got a little bit of crawling action happening. We got him kind of grabbing everything, kind of exploring. Yeah, he's a little beast. Like, he's sitting up on his own, rolling over. Like already trying, you could see like there's signs of him trying to talk, um, cutting promos, like all those things, right? <laughs> but uh, no, it's great. As it's, uh, it's great to see in seven months how much a baby can just transform. Uh, it's it's insane. And then to say like some people, you know, their kids talk, start talking at ten months. So that's really around the corner. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Absolutely. I, no matter what, all I know is that kid's going to have a lot of love and a lot of good family memories, a lot of good family food. How was his first Christmas? Because seven months, he was what, three months, three or four months old when Christmas came around? Um, yeah, he was only three months. Um, right. To be honest, it was, probably, it was probably one of the worst Christmases he could have had because uh, I unfortunately had COVID at that time. Oh no. Um, so me and my wife had to be separated on Christmas, obviously. Um, but uh it's okay. That that one he won't remember and will make his uh real first Christmas uh memorable next Christmas for sure because he'll be able to appreciate it way more. Absolutely. And you know what the cool thing is as they get older, you have an excuse to buy toys and play with the toys. Like when oh. he's older, he'll be like PS9, PS10. So you'll, oh, you'll have the ability oh, to be like, oh, let me show you how I used to play back on my PS4. <laughs> the best part is, you know, I don't even have to buy all of it. I can get the grandparents to buy it. I can get other people to pay, you know? 
<laughs> there it is. Mama Del Bruno, hint, hint, start saving your pennies now because oh, yeah. a, a, PlayStation sure. 10, a sure. PlayStation 9 or 10 is going to be probably around five or six grand at that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. But the reason we are here and a reason I am so excited to be here is that, you know, the, one of the first times, uh, the last time I had you on the show, we were talking about crossbody and how you had the opportunity to have your dream match. And it was against Alex Shelley. And then COVID hit. Yeah. That was almost three years ago. COVID hit and it destroyed literally everybody's lives upside down for a very long time. But now we're learning how to deal with it. We're learning how to rise above it. We're learning how to move on. And now a different promotion. You're going to get your dream match. NSW, New School Wrestling. They greenlit you versus Alex Shelley. Three years later at Hell Freezes Over on June 10th, literally four days after this conversation yeah. drops, you get that match. And I can see the biggest smile on your face right now. You get to face yeah. your idol. You get to face the man that sure, probably sure. was a big inspiration for you getting into wrestling. What's going through your head sure. right now that it's, it's three years later that it was supposed to originally happen. Yeah. Well, in between that time, you know, it, it, it wasn't very, I don't think it was put out there enough because it was during COVID. NSW tried also, the, there was a second time that it was tried, but then it got turned away and got canceled. Same thing because of COVID. So this is the third time, three years later, like you said, exactly. Um, I would say it's, you know, 17 years in the making from when I started pro wrestling, he is like my dream match. Um, but huh. first, first and foremost, what goes through my head is I probably won't believe it until I'm standing across the ring with him <laughs> because all of these trials and tribulations of the match happening and not happening. And that's now it's like, I mean, to me, when you see the match graphic for any match, it's it's going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. But in this case, twice it didn't happen. Uh, so I don't think I'll be um, fully invested in knowing that this is going to happen until I see him standing across from me. But I'm more than, more than ready and prepared. I feel like, um, you know, I've wrestled for this long 17 years. And I don't think as much as he is my dream match, I don't think any other time in my career, I could say, you know, I want to, I want to wrestle him, but I don't think I was ever ready to wrestle him. And now I can say like confidently that after this amount of time and wrestling as many times as I've wrestled and been in that ring and being as confident as I am now in that ring, like I'm definitely ready for this match. I could probably say, I'm more ready than ever. Yeah, for sure. So this is definitely um, a dream match. You can call it any fan can call it that. It definitely means a lot more to me than just a dream match uh, for many reasons. You've probably seen uh, along with some of the fans, the hype video that I've dropped uh, past week. Um, that video is something that I created and uh, the mind of, myself and obviously the production of savage media those guys put together a beautiful piece for me there just explaining like kind of what i've gone through just to 
get to this point and I'm glad it's here and I'm glad it's happening. And you, I'm very happy that it's happening in Hamilton because I felt like this is a place where I've kind of built my career and uh, it's coming full circle on the 10th, June 10th at NSW. Absolutely. You're right. Full circle. Right. But I got to ask this question because this is, this is a probing question and I always, I always shoot straight here. Uh, Del Bruno three years ago, when this match was supposed to take place to Del Bruno two years ago, when we had another chance and it didn't happen to Del Bruno. Now Mm -hmm. you say you're more ready now than you were three years ago. So do you think if COVID didn't happen, that you wouldn't have been as ready as you are now having that extra three years, a year to rest your body, but another two years to kind of, I guess, tighten up the screws a little bit, if you will. Yeah. No, you know what? I mean, you're totally right. You're bang on. When I say I wasn't ready, I mean like more early on, uh, because I feel like a lot of guys get their dream matches early uh, in their career, like under, you know, under five years and a lot of guys are getting their dream matches per se or guys they want to wrestle and and maybe they, you know, go back in time and say, oh, I, you know, I wasn't as good as I really could be now and better type of thing. But you are definitely right because in the last three years, I feel like I've hit this new, this new level. Um, I was wrestling for NSW throughout the whole pandemic with no crowd. And I feel like that changed me as a wrestler. Like having no crowd is not great. Nobody loves it, but it taught me so much about me and myself as a pro wrestler. And then when the crowd came back, I just used those skills that I learned and combining that again with my confidence that I have inside, like, like you said earlier, you can see the difference when you've been watching me recently at destiny and Greek town and these places. Like I'm, I don't think, Right now, there's like a better time for me in wrestling. So I feel like I'm at my prime in professional wrestling in Ontario. I absolutely would agree. I, I, I personally have always been a fan from the first time I saw you. Now, mind you, every promotion I see you, you're always very smiley and happy with me. But when you get out there, depending on, you know, who you're supposed to be, you flip-flop. You're the one person, I, I find this such an amazing talent, that you are the nicest, most humblest people in Ontario, <laughs> Indy. But... You can be such an arrogant prick when you have to be. And and it's it's not, I don't feel like it's unnatural for you. I feel like that ego's there, but I feel like you only bring it out when you're supposed to. But other than that, you you know, you stay humble. There's nothing wrong with that. But how do you flip the switch? You'll be like, hey George, how are you? And then you'll walk out the crowd 25 minutes later and you'll see me and you go, thank you. Like, what the hell? What did I do to you, bro? <laughs> Well, I try not to do the old flip off stuff because that to me is just cheap. You know what I mean? Uh, But I, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's, it's something that I guess comes with, I guess, experience. I mean, it's just very like, I'm very calm before I go out to matches, whether I'm one style or the other. Uh, one persona or the next, like I know how to just get into a zone and to turn it on right before I can go out the curtain. I guess it's a good skill to have, uh, but uh, that's what I, uh, that's what I um, attested to is probably my calmness in the back before I go out on the curtain. So speaking of calmness in the back, before you go out on the curtain, 
what is your stomach going to be doing on June 10th? Because there, I don't think there can be a calm before the storm. Is it going to? Do you think it's going to feel like your first time going through the curtain? Are you going to have that that kind of like like the the gurgles, the bubbles, if you will? Are you going to have that? You're going to be excited. You're going to be pumped. But it's also like like you said, the minute you go through those ropes and you see what's staring across from you for the ring, or you watch him come out from the ramp, depending on who comes out first. Yeah. What's like there, there can't, there's not a moment well, for you to sit there and take a breath. You can't take it in. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've been in this position many times where, uh, well, not in this exact position, but I've tried to think about it this week. Actually, this is funny that you bring it up. I was like, oh, I wonder how I f- will feel before the match. Um, and, you know, I think the biggest feeling that I'll have is one that is, you know, pressure on myself to deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, I think no matter what, when you put two very good professional wrestlers in a ring, there's going to be bound, there's, you're bound to have a good match. Um, now if you put two good professional wrestlers in a ring and sometimes you have an exceptional match. So I think I'll have the pressure of putting an exceptional match on, not for just the fans, because obviously that is the goal and stuff like that, but for myself, because it is my dream match. So that is the biggest hurdle for me. And I've been in that position many of times where I felt like I needed to deliver um, because I was wrestling a name per se, and I've done it. And, And the only thing that I can attest it to is, yeah, I do have a little stomach, you know, anxiety at the beginning, but it all does go away after I step out of the curtain. So when I go through the curtain, it's almost like it disappears and then I'm in a zone. Um, I think the anticipation and the buildup in the back is more, if I'm not calm for a certain situation, um, then the anticipation, the buildup is what gets you at start, but it doesn't get me in the ring. So I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. I can say. No, I, I've seen you. I've seen you in the ring. Like there, there, there's, there's no fear. There's no hesitation. It's like straight, steady hand. It's not, there's no fucking around when Del Bruno's in the ring, but you also know when, when Del Bruno's in the ring, you're going to get a show. Now I got to ask you this. You always find some way to work it in a match where you either red card or yellow card. Uh, are you, are you thinking that, uh, you're going to yellow card Shelly first to give him like a warning or, or are you going to go straight to the red card? Like, how are you going to play you know, that? It all depends on what kind of Alex Shelly we get. You know, know what I mean? Right. Like there, there is multiple, there is multiple layers of Shelly. And the thing with Shelly is uh, like, I don't think people really understand the amount of studying I've done when it comes to Shelly, he's not just my favorite wrestler. I feel like he's he's someone who I've like idolized for a very long time. And you know, they say the famous line: "If you do something for ten thousand hours, you're a professional at it." Or you know, then you can call yourself the best at it. And I've definitely studied over over ten thousand hours of Alex Shelley. So I know there's many different Alex Shelleys that I could expect and I'm prepared for either one of them. Hmm. So we'll have to see if there is, you know, a bad Alex Shelley that we get and we see, then he might have to get a straight red card. No warnings. 
no warnings. Wow, just straight red card, eh? Straight red card. Like uh, when uh, it happens, it does it happen. Happens. It does happen. You know, you're right. It does happen. It does happen. It happens quite a bit. <laughs> it actually seems to happen to the England national team a lot of times when there's an Italian ref ref in the game. Just saying, just going to throw that out there. A lot yeah, of times. Hey, well, hey, that's where we go to, you know? The Sugo. <laughs> okay. So I got to ask you this. A lot of people, when they when they talk about their favorite wrestlers, everyone has that wrestler they gravitated towards. Me as a kid, I had two. Sting and Triple H. Those were my guys. Nice. Those were my guys. Um, and everybody, you know, a lot of people throw out the Stone Coles. They throw out the Hogan's. They throw out the Scott Halls, the Kevin Nash's, Shawn Michaels. So many names. But what about Alex Shelley gravitated you towards him? And out of all the great names that could possibly be out there, and not taking anything away from Alex Shelley. He is definitely uh, one of a kind, and he's definitely well-deserving of being a lot of people's favorite wrestlers. But what about Alex Shelley made him something that was, was must-see TV in Del Bruno's house? Like, he couldn't miss if Alex Shelley was on the two. Yeah, I mean, first things that come to mind is what you said, and he is one of a kind there really isn't someone what and then going on that point of being one of a kind i fell in love with the fact that he was a master at blending so many different styles of wrestling and making it his own um it, it was it was a singles thing at first and then he made it a tag thing with the motor city machine guns and those guys basically revolutionized the style we watch today before the, you know, before the young bucks and everything we see today, those guys were pretty much the pioneers because they knew how to take a million different styles blended into a different style of their own and uh, make it the, the style we are seeing today. So I think between, you know, Lucha Libre, between the American style, between the Japanese style, he was able to blend all those. And I automatically knew what was happening when I was watching it. And I just loved the collaboration that he brought. And that's what made him one of a kind to me. That on top of his, his charisma, which obviously I was a Shawn Michaels guy, at a very young age, and Shawn being the guy who was all about the charisma and things like that. So that style that he brings and his charisma are the two things that drawn drawn him to me as uh, my favorite wrestler for sure absolutely and you know what i there's nothing there that you said i would challenge you on in any shape or form it, it would be naive of me to even try to consider that because you are an alex shelley fan you've studied over ten thousand hours you know what you're looking for but the one thing i will say is is that as much as I appreciate the Motor City Machine Guns and I appreciated what him and Saban did together, you're right. When him and Saban went their separate ways and kind of carved out their own singles legacy, did you see those level up moments, if you will? Did you really see how they could elevate everyone around them in a ring, whether it be X division, you know, X division matches, whether whether it be, you know, grudge matches, anything like that. They found a way to elevate that, that sense of storytelling and make you, it's weird. Cause whenever you watch an Alex Shelley match, not only do I care for Alex Shelley, cause he made, he pulls that emotion out of me, but I care for the guy who he's beating the shit out of because it almost seems sure. like there's no hold to it. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't turn it yeah. off. 
if you're in a ring with Alex Shelley, you're going to feel it on June 11th. When you wake up, you're going to know, yeah, I, I was in a ring with Alex Shelley and it, everything sucks right now. It absolutely does. <laughs> and that's what I want. And that's, I would want nothing less. I would want nothing less. And yeah, I do agree. Like they did carve out, you know, their own as singles. Then they came to the tag. And then after the tag, you could see their footprints on, you know, the more experienced side of things. Like you're saying, um, with the younger talent. And now just when you watch their, their whole match and the way they lay out their match and the psychology behind it is just, uh, is something to behold, obviously pioneers and reason for being the top of their game. Absolutely. So if anyone's tuning in, you know, welcome late to the episode as always, but go back and rewatch the whole thing and then come back and watch up to this point. We're talking about NSW, uh, Alessandro, Alessandro Bruno versus Alex Shelley, Three years in the making. Hell freezes over June 10th. This is going to drop a couple days before the show. Now, I hope tickets are still on sale. And if they aren't, maybe, you know, DM Del Bruno and he'll see if he can, you know, get you something. There may be hard to come by. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I, what I no, am sure of, what I am sure of is that this is going to be a match that Hamilton is going to be talking about for a very long time. And that's... That's no ego. That's no kiss and ass. That's just knowing what you're going to bring. Because not only do you want to always, you always want to face that, that guy that inspired you or that girl that inspired you. But more importantly, you want to be able to pin their shoulders. One, two, three. That's the goal of any wrestler, right? Is to be able to pin the person that inspired them to walk through the ropes. Am I wrong when I say that? No. No, I think that's uh, obviously I'd be lying if I said that it's not about that. Um, you never know, right? Like, I mean, I said it in uh, I said it in uh, the hype video, and uh, you know, if I lose, I lose to the best wrestler in independent wrestling. If I win, what does that make me, right? So you got to think of it like that. You got to think of it like that. You really have to, eh? Jesus <laughs> Christ. What does that make me? Well, I mean, that makes you the best fucking independent wrestler on the planet when you knock the guy off the total. That's what it has to be. That's maybe, what it has to be. Maybe not. Maybe not. But, uh, you know, I, yeah, I think uh, it, you know, will solidify, will solidify a lot of things as, as a wrestler in NSW and as a wrestler in Ontario. So absolutely. it's important to me for sure. Our, now, our members of the Del Bruno family, not the Del Bruno faithful, not the fans, but our actual members of the family going to be at the event. Absolutely. They'll be there. Um, obviously, they know the importance of this match. And uh, there's a few of them that'll be there. So it'll be a loud one for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. A couple more questions. And then as before we go, we always got to play a game. I got a good game. I want to play with you. So we're going to play that. But mm -hmm. um, when you look at uh, your career for 17 years and you look at now this pinnacle, and this is like you said, this is the best version. You've reached that plateau. This is the best version of you as a wrestler, as an entertainer. Now at this point, when you look at your career, whatever happens after this, whatever happens, whatever happened before, would you consider this to be that 
that ultimate feather in your, in your cap. Like there's, there's so many more years left in your career and we know what you can do. But like you said, this is the peak right now. You're at the peak of who you are as a wrestler. You're facing your dream opponent. You know, you're ready. You know, you're focused. This whole conversation, we've talked about anxiety. We've talked about all this and that, but none of it matters because when that bell rings, all time for talking is over. But would you say that this would be one of those feathers in your cap that when your career is long behind you, you'll look back and be like, fuck, man, I went to war with Alex Shelley. And I, you know, I went to war with Alex Shelley and I, whether I lost or I won, I went to war with Alex fucking Shelley. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the ultimate goal here. You know, I want to put on the best performance that I can for myself live up to what I feel I can in this match because I want to look back on it as a feather in the cap and say, yeah, that's exactly what I did. And that's exactly what I wanted to do it. But at the same time, it, it could be that turning point in my career. It could go somewhere else, right. Take it to the next level. So that's another thing. That's another option, right? We don't know, but that for sure, when I definitely hang them up down the road, that will be something that I look back on and say, you know, after 17 years at this point in my career that um, I finally got to uh, wrestle one of my uh, favorite wrestlers. It must be surreal to say that 17 years when it was actually almost going to be 14, then 15 that's it. You know what I mean? Like there is, sorry, 15, 16. Like I remember this exact line. I remember you saying after, you know, George, after, yeah. 15, after 15 years, I'm going to be able to wrestle my favorite wrestler. And then it was like, well, Hey, hold on. Listen, it didn't happen, but after 16, I'm going to be able to, no, no, 17, no excuses, no time for talking. And Alex Shelley, if you are watching this, thank you so much for watching it. I'm a fan, but I got to tell you this, my money's on Del Bruno and it's not because we're friends. It's because I've seen this level. I've seen this plateau. I've seen where he's at. And this man is no fucking joke. And that's that's the truth. There you go. That's a promo that you've been endorsed by your host, your boy. I mean, that's a big deal, right? Big deal, Del Bruno. I know it's a huge deal. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I appreciate the time as always. Um, let's play a game. You ready to play a game? This will get your mind off everything, okay? I call this I game, love it. Dude. I call this game. I'm going to call it, uh, you know, it's there's multiple names for it, but I'm going to give you two options and you're going to pick which one I I would do forced Mount Rushmore with you, which is where I give you five wrestlers, but I'm going to throw Alex Shelley in the mix. And I know that Alex Shelley is going to be the top of the mountain. So I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. So it's the option is very simple. It's like, uh, I'm going to throw out words. I'm going to throw out, you know, Apple, uh, Microsoft. You just pick, you just say, okay, whatever comes to your mind, no thinking. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Uh, the word sugo or the word gravy? Sugo. Okay. Okay. Spaghetti and meatballs, fettuccine Alfredo. Fettuccine Alfredo. It's a good man. Good man right there. It's a good man. Um, do you call Romaine, do you call, um, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, rapini? It's called rapini, but in the States, they call it broccoli rot. So rapini or broccoli rot? Rapini. Thank you. Thank fuck. Thank God again. See, this is this is this is why we have to do these things. And two more, two more to wrap it up. Um, hockey or soccer? I already know the answer. To. Oh, come on, All right. soccer. All right, fair enough. Um, and the final one. This is a big one. This is a big one. Uh, 
do you put ketchup or mayonnaise on your french fries? Ketchup. Okay, good. Good answer. Phew, thank God. For a second there, I was getting, I was getting a little nervous. That was the big one. I was getting a little nervous on that one. So that, that's what you call one over the other right there. That's the, that's the name of that one. Uh, before you go, my friend, again, thank you so much for the time as always. Guys, don't forget, this is dropping a few days before. Hell freezes over NSW, Hamilton, Del Bruno versus Shelly. The time for talking is done. Three years in the making. This is insane. I'm going to try to rework schedule so I can leave work a little early so I can bust my ass and get down there. But if not, no, I'm with you in spirit. I'm definitely with you in spirit for sure, my friend. But before we go, shout out your socials. And all I can say is, man, good luck. And try to take it in for, for even two seconds before that bell rings. Just try to take it in when you see who you're staring across the ring from. Okay. Sounds good. I'll do it. Thank you for having me, man. It's always a pleasure. And this one's a little extra special, obviously. Um, but yeah, the socials you can see me on Del Bruno or at Del Bruno Seven on Instagram at Del Bruno Seven on Twitter, and um, head over to my YouTube page to check out that video, the hype video, if you haven't already, uh, about me and Alex Shelley on June tenth, NSW and. Guys, obviously, we're doing a lot of talking about me and Shelly, but the, the card is stacked. It is worth the admission fee to come and see this whole card. It's going to be well worth it. And uh, there will be tickets at the door. We're going to pack that place, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be sexy times. It's going to be sexy. It's going to be blood, sweat, tears. I don't know what our beers, fears, cheers. It's got everything. I'm just rhyming words. <laughs> but that's it, man. It's NSW. No gravy. It's NSW. No gravy. That's right. That's right. That's right. NSW Hell Freezes Over. Uh, Del Bruno and Shelly, plus everyone else in the NSW roster. That's new school wrestling. Okay. We've said NSW a lot, but yes, it's new school wrestling. Very easy. New school wrestling. You can also find them on Instagram. So shout out to them there. Okay. To the promoter, Steve there, Steve. Okay. I shouted out NSW. Okay. Stop yelling at me all the time. Every time I see Steve, he's always yelling at me all the time, all the time. All right, guys, peace, love and wrestling. We'll see you next time. Or maybe Del Bruno will see you on June 10th. Who knows? Peace out guys. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace. None in my league. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm outer space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going state to state.